Hello and welcome to episode 502 of the LeadCast podcast. I'm your host, Nick the King Cooper. Joining me is Aiden Frost Rockards. Hey, how's it going? And Colton Blue Basket Sweat. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. What is good, my guys? Yo, this week um, we've got a lot of show to cover. Um, we've got another sponsorship from, from our two boys. Uh, we've got a new patron uh, who I guess we mucked up the name last week, so we're going to be finding <laughs> that. Um, we've got a little bit of LeeCast news, uh, a, a small amount of new news compared to uh, compared to last week. We've got a couple of stories. Um, we've got the competitive league section sponsored by GamerCraft and then Roundtable and Mail Fight is where we will close out the show. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I guess we should do our, our, our sponsors, our, our ad yeah. read. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to start with our partners over at GamerCraft. Uh, for those of you who didn't hear last episode or are not familiar with GamerCraft, it is a competitive hub for gamers of all skill levels with the goal of bridging the gap between the pro and amateur scene by providing premier competitive experiences otherwise not available for the everyday gamer. Uh, they run daily skill-adjusted tournaments with over $40,000 in monthly cash prizes, taking the competitive tournament experience to the next level. Uh, they've got some really great unique features such as their anti-cheat technology uh, which helps ensure that you know that person's not on a smurf account or you know using a botted account stuff like that they've got a matchmaking ai that's going to build the bracket for you advance you based on your game uh, it's a fully automated tournament system so it'll shoot you the tournament code your whole team gets in there when you win, it tracks the winner, moves you in the bracket, gets it all done, and your prizes are also automated. You'll get your your code in the in the app about a day or two later, typically, as well as great live tournament support. Uh, they are currently running a promotion with us that if you download the app and register with code Leadcast, you're gonna get two dollars for free. That's just that's a free month of being a Tumo. So uh, hell yeah, just get the get that. GamerCraft app, use code LeagueCast, get yourself in some tournaments, get some get some free money. Exactly. And uh, our second ad, speaking of free money, <laughs> it's our boys over at Manscaped. Uh, support for this episode is brought to you by Manscaped as well. They are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Um, they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped using this exclusive offer for you guys, our listeners. You'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code LEADCAST at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off your entire order and free shipping with code LEADCAST at manscaped.com. I know I just saw earlier in the discord someone i think got their dad the nose trimmer and got like yeah ten dollars off like the the forty dollar total purchase price was like eight dollars off yeah it's awesome um yeah so i mean if you've already got one i know uh one person had mentioned they already had the 3.0 uh i mean hey if you, if you want to get the 4.0 that's up to you but you know get something for your dad or you know maybe look into the the ball toner which is the crop preserver I yeah think is the name uh, Aiden, Aiden, and Nick are big fans. The ball deodorant is the big one. Yeah, they love it. They say no more stinky balls it, for me. It's actually insane. Like you, you put it on after the shower, um, and it's just a small amount. Uh, I've I've learned that the hard way. Uh, and then it, <laughs> I feel like it lasts like 
literally 24 hours. I know a lot of like products claim that, but I feel like by the time I hop in the shower the next day, it's like mm-hmm. I'm still smelling it, you know? Yeah, yeah and I personally I sniff balls every, I sniff <laughs> I sniff Nick's balls every hour on the hour. They smell great all day. <laughs> um nice. Yeah, so again, um, our code is leakcast at manscaped.com. You can get 20% off your order as well as free worldwide shipping. That's manscaped.com with code leakcast. Always Hell use yeah. the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Thank you to both Cameracraft and Manscaped for sponsoring this episode. Absolutely. Uh, I did want to also mention if you've been on the fence about that Manscaped code, I believe it's expiring here in a couple days on the first or the second of october yeah yeah um so hopefully we will continue our partnership with them but that specific code and this offer of 20 percent off is expiring soon so if you uh if you want smooth non-stinky balls get out there and use it don't uh don't let it pass you by today's the day <laughs> today's the day seize the day yeah. no more yeah. saying tomorrow i'll have not stinky balls it's yeah. today uh, awesome. Uh, do you guys want to tell me about your week, Aiden? How was yours? Yeah, my week is good. Um, league related. I played a bunch of um, ranked games to make myself not decay out of master. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm like, I had to play. I had like zero days left. I was like, fuck, I'm I'm gonna decay. I'm like like 30 points or whatever. So I'm just gonna play a bunch this weekend because I don't want to play until next weekend, sort of thing. So I play, play a ton, play a ton. Nine out of ten games banked, zero points, and I go, oh. fuck. This is, this is, like, not good because now, like, yeah, I have these nine days, but, like, these nine days can mean nothing because I could lose one game and then, like, mm-hmm. my nine they're my nine days, they're gone. Uh, so I played one more just to, like, rip the Band-Aid off to see if uh, I would have ten days and then have some points or just be diamond one. Uh, and I did win the game, uh, so I am still master tier, uh, which, like, I had full bank days, which felt really cool. Um, but I also, I'm not, I don't mind if I, like, demote it is a fucking nightmare trying to maintain master tier uh, you have to play a lot man so yeah uh, if i demote that's fine maybe i'll like make like a final push at the end of the season but uh you we'll can uh you can spend your time boosting me instead <laughs> once you don't have to worry about decay games yeah this past weekend though i played like what the 10 games my main to fully bank them and then i had to play my four games on both my diamond uh high diamond accounts to like wow. maintain those as yeah. well um so i just played a lot, like, of, so a lot of high little league, league. <laughs> yeah uh, I did get my uh, Smurf, which is a uh, parody name of Nick's, Queen Lord out. Uh, I did get that back up above Nick's main. Fuck. So, <laughs> so hey. Queen Lord is back to D275. 75, uh, dang, okay. I've got some work And out my other me. account is D170, I think. So I'm nice. still hanging on. Nice. But yeah, it's good. That's kind of my week, though. Yeah. Awesome. Colton? Yeah, uh, so my week, not quite as much league. Um, last night, uh, I streamed for a little bit. I did two games of TFT that went very poorly, and five games of solo queue where I went four and one. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, gonna try and keep streaming. Tuesdays has been kind of working as a good day for me, um, and then Thursdays, depending. But gonna try and keep doing that. I'm up to like twenty some or maybe thirty points in platinum now. If nice. uh, if it would ever load. Yeah, 33 points in plat 3, so only nice, like dude. only like 280 more points to go before I can be a hard stuck D4 player. Nice. Um, yeah, but you're you're one game closer to to diamond. Yeah. 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 That's and all that's, that matters. Every that's single good. game one game closer. 
I can't I can't end platinum. I'd be I'd be too sad. That'd be mm. that'd be cringe if you yeah, imagine. Could you imagine ending platinum <laughs> after like being diamond for so long? I yeah. do think I've redeemed myself. So. Yeah, for sure. It's just funny. To me. Um, <laughs> no, it's super funny. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's been it for pretty much league. Uh, been trying to get back into TFT a little bit, uh, just so I can like hit diamond four and stop playing. Um, I, I don't love this set, and particularly the games I streamed last night, I got stupid unlucky. Um, like I did a slow roll comp where I was trying to like three star one and two cost units, and I got like only three of my two cost unit and only six of my one cost Oof. and yeah. i just i just ran it down at that point because it's like yeah, well rough. you just never hit um and i i could have definitely transitioned better if i knew how to play that game right now but i don't <laughs> um outside of that work's been hella busy uh but that's uh that's about it for me and my week so i'll uh, i'll hand it over to Nick, how you how you been? Yo, I played um, two solo queue games. Uh, won them both, so I am I'm peaking, boys. Every single every single week, new peak. Um, nice. D two forty eight points. I uh, plan to play some more at some point, but kind of just enjoying like taking a break uh, a, a break from a break <laughs> a break from league. Um, I am eight and one in my last nine games, which is as far back I guess it only uh, I guess uh, the the website I'm looking at only looks. For the past two months which i haven't played much but kind of yeah. smurfing on, uh, awesome. on leona but uh yeah i think that's just about it oh there's some news boys uh i've i've been swept into the final fantasy 14 grind oh no i was uh i was finally uh asked one too many times uh and it went on sale it, it was a pretty good sale 24 bucks for everything up until the new yeah. expansion that comes out november december um, and I've been enjoying it. It's a uh, very story driven. Um, the combat is, I'll say, just okay for now. Uh, it's very slow, um, but I, I enjoy the uh, the dynamics of like group play. The dungeons are super fun, so I'm looking forward to to playing some more. Uh, for everyone wondering, I've been playing a, a warrior. I guess a marauder into a warrior, but I plan to go for a, a little dark knight um, as a mm -hmm. uh, something something similar to the to the class that I played in WoW. So. Nice. Yeah, and pretty excited you're, about that. You're starting up a uh, Iron Man RuneScape yeah, thing this soon, is something so I, I just want consistent updates of like, yeah. <laughs> my woodcutting is 14 this week, and then next week you're like, my woodcutting is up to 37. <laughs> so this is actually, so I, I have a main on old school RuneScape, and I've been playing a lot of it um, pretty recently, uh, mostly just logging into every once in a while to do um, like money-making stuff. Uh, that kind of resets every like hour and a half. Uh, so I'll do that throughout my work day. It's a nice little break through through the monotony of it. Um, but they're releasing uh, Group Iron Man, which is a, a very restrictive game mode for um, for RuneScape, where you can't like purchase items from other players. You basically can't interact with other players at all. Um, but there's a group aspect to it where you can interact with the people in your group. Um, so one of the things is like if you if you want a like a a, a bow. Um, you know, to train your range, you have to make the bow or kill a monster that drops it. Um, so it makes everything, all the, all the small accomplishments a little bit bigger um, and, and appreciate it more. And I'm very excited to be playing with other people because uh, I feel like that's something that, uh, that really it's just been me and our friend group playing, playing RuneScape. So. Yeah, I feel like we need to get 
League cast audience, I'm recruiting you. <laughs> Four of you. Find each other. Get on the, the old school RuneScape Iron Man grind and just be better than Nick's team in every way. Say, <laughs> well, we, yeah, we already 100 percent of this shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, cool. not, I'm not... you got you you got your rune skimmy. We've got eight of them from a month ago. <laughs> I'm I'm just looking forward to uh, to playing the game in a way that I haven't before and with people that um Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking forward to to peeking into that channel every now and then to see what you guys are up to. Yeah, I'm hoping that um so we we might have two groups going and I think it would be really fun to have like a uh, a like monthly or semi-monthly um sort of like check-in and and have like a little competition between the groups. So I think that would be uh, that would be pretty fun. Um, but I think that's it. So let's jump into the show. Actually, uh, we've got so our our patron from last week. Um, I think we had an audio issue that that kind of got fixed in post. Uh, but thank you to Daddy Kaiser. Thank you very much for your for your patronage. Um, we appreciate you a bunch. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash leadcast for just one or two dollars a month. Um, you know you can give us you can you can get extra content. And, uh, yeah, you could use yeah. that free two dollars from GamerCraft. Yeah, slide in as a tumo, always re up. Just you know, at that point you're already in. Just keep giving us two dollars for the rest of eternity. Yeah, yeah, you can listen to our uh, us fix um, uh, us fix champions. Uh, we've got a very special thing coming towards the end of uh, towards the end of the year where we're going to be um, kind of retrospectively looking at the characters that were released by the time that we had passed them. Uh, for 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 the the us fixing them so characters like action or um, I think Viego we covered but like Lilia yeah, we'll still, things we'll like that we'll probably do a retrospective on all yeah. their six releases of the year it'll be fun I think mm-hmm. yeah and it'll be a good time so uh, for just one or two dollars or you know three dollars or more that that could be yours a month early mm-hmm. yeah uh, awesome let's jump into do Aiden do we have any lead cast news yeah, the only league cast news is that one of our um, league cast fixed champions went up live on our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure to go check that out. I accidentally uh, fucked up the notification for it, so like Ooh. didn't notify people. But hey, it's it's live. It's live as of four days ago. Uh, it's because they didn't so, ring the bell. So like, no, I had it. So like, it came up. It launched the same day as like another thing at the exact same time because I didn't uh, realize I that I had two things launching at the same time. So then I like went like, oh, I'll just reschedule this for like two days later. Um, right and then it will like put another notification out but then it didn't it just released as if it released two days prior oh interesting um, so like it it just showed up that like sucks. as like a previous thing so if you want to go check that out it is on our uh, youtube channel uh, i didn't try to like uh steal your content away from you if you don't subscribe to our patreon but uh we do have uh newer episodes up on our patreon if you want to check those out as well yeah yeah um awesome uh let's jump into the new news um, so we've got an arcane trailer. I think we talked about this last week, actually. Uh, um, it just came out. Uh, this is this is a new new. Trailer. Oh, this is a new one. I see. Yeah. So there was the trailer. There was oh. the first one, and they re- released another one. And they also, I think, I don't know if it had been published prior, but you know, hard published the the release date. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. It looks really cool, by the way. It, yeah. It's yeah. fucking crazy. The animation's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like. So Netflix always does batch releases, but they're like these ones are gonna be like episodic batch releases. Um, 
So the first batch of episodes goes live um, right after Worlds or like the day of like Worlds Finals, um, which is, Ooh. I believe, the what's the do you guys know what it is? The, it says November 6th, 16th, 20th are yeah. the release dates. So. Yeah, so there's nine episodes total. Three will go live on the 6th, three will go live on the 13th, and the final three will go live on the 20th. Uh, I think it's really cool to line up with the end of Worlds. Uh, I think so too. Transition a lot of your audience to that. It's really cool though. It's fucking well done. Super well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty excited about that. Yeah. Um, With that being said, there is something in in new news that I don't see listed here, which is they released the world song. Uh, I have it in the, in the like competitive uh, league section. Competitive, competitive league section. Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. It is tangentially competitive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. We'll talk um, about that when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. So the champion roadmap, uh, where I believe they cited an eighty carry who uh, focused on a, a lot of kinetic gameplay, so always moving, kind of always doing stuff, which terrifies me a little bit, um, but excited uh, for that. And then they kind of uh, teased what their, their designs for Udyr, um, some, of the, some of the headdress styles, I think, were, were variated there. Um, but it looked really good. I am very excited for the like very buff primal like shaman, that they're, shaman look that they're going for with, uh, with Udyr. Yeah, if we just uh, want to quickly like go through this like uh, like one by one just for like a sure. minute, um, the eighty carry thing does seem really really. Oh, I guess the first thing is that they talked about art and sustainability. They're going to go back to doing just visual like updates rather than doing like uh, full like VGU updates. They'll just do um, visual. So visual G- VGU is visual gameplay update. Mm-hmm. So now they're just going to go back to doing a lot of uh, visual updates in the next like little bit, um, which is kind of cool because they haven't done a visual without a uh, gameplay update since Alistar in twenty fifteen. They mentioned. Wow, it's been a while. Yeah, I think that, at least, I don't see it in here, but I remember reading, oh, here it is, yeah, it's, uh, our last one was Alistair in 2015. So I think this is super cool. There's definitely a lot of characters that could use complete visual updates without mm-hmm. needing kit updates. One of the ones that we know is, like, leaked because it's in, uh, like, the new TFT set that's coming out is Caitlyn, we know, is yeah. getting a full, like, uh, visual uh, update. So she'll be the first one in this lineup of, like, hey, she's not going to get any kit changes because Caitlyn's kit works fine, but she's going to get a complete, like, uh, visual update, which yeah. I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited. Plus, it, it looks super good. Yeah, it looks awesome, too. Uh, they're getting rid of, like, the classic every single female character has to have, like, tons of cleavage and just be, like, a sexual, like, symbol rather than, like, Kate, it doesn't really make sense. She's a sheriff character, right? I wonder if they're going to, they're also going to, like, do, like, uh, new voice lines and stuff like that. I wonder if they'll get rid of, like, the like the fuzzy cuffs line and stuff like that. Because it Probably. doesn't really seem to fit, like, the new style that they're going for with her, I would assume. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I we'll actually see. felt it- like... I felt like her her base skin wasn't like over sexualized, but it definitely mm-hmm. felt that way in some of the follow up skins that she had, like yeah. police officer Caitlin. Yeah. Like, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, next is the yeah eighty carry that you mentioned. So he's going to be an eighty carry. Uh, it literally says ride the lightning, so it's going to be like kinetic marksman on the move, sparky. Uh, you know stuff like that. It's really cool. It's right August's new character, I believe, who's the designer of Viego was his last character. Ooh. Um, at least I believe that. I don't want to misquote that, but I also don't really have the resources to look it up right this second. Um, but I think it's cool. We have talked about eighty carries a lot uh, on the show of like how new eighty carries have to function. And guess what? What they say here: marksmen are auto attack champions by nature. We've experimented with altered auto mm-hmm. attacks in the past, like Graves, Zai, and Jin. For this new champion, we want to re-explore the role of basic uh, attack in marksman's kit and see if we could completely turn its purpose around. Yeah, they're never going to release a normal auto attacking mm-hmm. character they can. again. They can't. Yeah, they can't. It's just get- they're just too boring. Yeah, like, I, I think the closest. It- the closest is set and he's like yeah. not as 
auto attack reliant mm-hmm. as it seems. Well, the, as like a I, marksman, for example. Yeah, that's yeah. their kit. Yeah. yeah. The only thing they're gonna do on those lines is rework mark old marksmen who that's their thing. Yeah. Like, and they're they might keep those. Like if they if they rework Varus tomorrow, like yeah, he'd probably still be a lot of auto attacks, and they'd add other cool stuff. But like. They're they're never gonna come out yet with you know a, a new Caitlyn who's like auto 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 yeah definitely yeah, I, I think that's a good way of looking at it though Colton there is like enough eighty carries in the game that just auto attack that you probably don't need to create a new one right there's probably like ten like Jinx Ash mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Caitlyn whatever yeah. that just literally auto attack just make those characters more interesting but don't make them have gimmicky autos right and yeah, then exactly. you're, you're fine like mm-hmm. yeah that's that's fair that's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, any any of those cool iterations on how to fix a regular auto attack, but leave it as a regular auto attack, mm-hmm. use, use it on the other characters that are old, and then the new characters can get the weird gimmicky shit. Like, I mean, I, I guess Aphelios is a, is a good example that, like, he still is just an auto attack mm-hmm. character, but he's got the, you know, the five guns, which makes that auto attack seem different even though it's you know yeah, it's, yeah he's probably the the most like simple auto attacker that we're ever gonna get i yeah. mean simple is such a weird word to use but like yeah like, like design wise compared well, yeah, to like it's the, the most straightforward of like a right clicking carry where just pump pump your auto attack into them until you run out of ammo mm-hmm. and then switch guns and obviously there's more to Felios than that but like uh, it's gonna be I don't know. I, I, I'm excited to see what we get with this. Yeah. Um, I do like their support thing. So a lot of people are like theorizing stuff about their like new support that they mentioned here. Uh, they talk oh, about how so like cash rules everything around me, yada, yada, yada. Looks kind of like a Piltovery type like steampunk type stuff. But the main line that people are focusing on here is that the power to turn your enemies against each other, watching them kill the very ones they're sworn to protect. Is there going to be some sort of like reverse taunt mechanic in this support where like you can taunt enemies onto their own allies. Like, that's kind of what it sounds like to me. Interesting. So there's a... I didn't think about it like this. I was thinking, like, a mind control sort of aspect. But there's a character in Dota called Winter Wyvern, and her ultimate is she stuns a target, uh, and then everyone caught in the AoE around the stun just is, is, like, silenced and taunted against their own ally. Uh, yeah. And I think the really cool aspect of it is they the, they can only take damage from each other. Like, okay. so if you ult like a Caitlyn and everyone starts auto-attacking the Caitlyn, it's not like you can combo the people who are auto-attacking you because they only take damage from, from their own team, um, yeah. which I think is, is a really cool way to do it. Uh, and I'm very excited for, for this sort of to, to be added to League because I, I don't think we've had anything like this so far. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. I love I think the mechanics. <laughs> the closest thing we have is like Viego taking over your champion after he kills you, which is yeah, is still very different. Yeah, exactly. Um, outside of that, you know, I, I guess you could argue like Thornmail, where it's like I'm turning your power against you, but that's really not. But that's against the enemy close. still. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's enemy against enemy, not not ally against yeah. enemy. I, I yeah. well, you could you could talk about like bards ulting their allies. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then it's, yeah, the last yeah. 
So good. The last thing in here um, is just about Udyr, which Nick talked about. It's just like kind of like how their design process is going. Uh, the one thing I thought was kind of like cute in this is that um, they talk about how he has like this um, friendship with like Lee Sin while he was in Ionia, like his lore and stuff. So he has Lee Sin's like headband wrapped around one of his arms. Like, oh, that's so sick, actually. I didn't notice that. Yeah, that's really cool. It's just like stuff like that's so fucking cool. You yeah. would have seen it in the OP if only you had known. <laughs> if only you had known. Hindsight. <laughs> That's actually, yeah. I think that's actually the best example of like, it was right in front of you the whole time in yeah. the whole show. Um, yeah, then they just like go in to like show like their ideas for Udyr and stuff. But I, I think he's going to be a really good design like overall. Uh, I'm really excited. This is a really, this is one of their coolest champion row maps in like a while, I think. Yeah, so it, it looks like, um, so Udyr's going to have antlers. Uh, either it, it looks like they're coming from his back almost, like his, his yeah. high shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, or, or like the bottom of his head, uh, and then this instead of like turning into sort of the the animal that that he's like becoming, it looks like it may even be like elemental, and yeah. uh, and they're gonna affect like his arms, obviously, uh, and then the antlers as well will change corresponding to the to the element or uh, whatever that they're that that he's switching to. Mm-hmm. Whatever it looks, it it looks very good. Yeah, they're going for. It looks very yeah, good. Yeah, so just, just to wrap it up, uh, the AD carry is going to be coming out early next year, they said, and then the support a few patches after. So we're probably going to see those two release pretty close to one another. Um, yeah. But they won't be till next year. Um, but we probably will see that Caitlyn VGU, or it's not VGU, just like visual update, uh, probably by the end of the year, I would assume. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Awesome. Really excited. Uh, let's, ju- let's talk about the state of gameplay. Um, yeah. What did, what did Riot talk about here? It's bad. Game sucks. <laughs> they talked about a lot of stuff here um a lot of it was just like on patch balance like their balance philosophy they've talked about this a lot it has changed a little bit but they still do have their um like tiers like their i, I forget their exact names but it was something like casual above average whatever than professional like uh fuck i, I should know the third tier because the third tier is like what i'm in as like a master tier player tra- like master tier grandmaster player it's their like elite or whatever it's called mm-hmm. uh threshold they have these thresholds that are all weird and it feels weird to balance the game around a like point whatever percent of players but the reality is league is very trickle down um and th- i feel like they try to explain that in like a lot of this is that hey we are balancing for pro play and for diamond two plus yeah but these things will affect you guys is the main thing yeah and i mean i think it's just part of that model that you know, it's it's very easy to understand, or at least I, I think it's easy to understand that, like, if you balance around the highest level of competitive play, that means I'm balancing around everyone playing their character correctly, building correctly, pathing, micro, like, everything being done properly. Also, teammates. And, right? and teammates, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, that's, that's an easy way to say, oh, well, yeah, just balance everything around competitive. But there's also the aspect that, like, the way a fucking, you know, 900-point challenger player plays Yone does not look anything yeah. like a silver player playing Yone. And yeah. so, like, there needs to be a balance for the vast majority of people playing the game as well. And that's just a, a difficult balance to find that they're always yeah. in pursuit of that, that line, however hard it is to find. I was actually watching when you were games, Colton, and it's like one of those things where I think I really is a busted character. I think most people think I really yep. is a busted character, but like, like not to say you're at a lower level of play, but like for example, I, in master tier, like grandmaster, 
uh, Direlli in your on the enemy team in your game was like nine one or something at one point. And oh, yeah. in my mind, I go, oh, she's just gonna solo carry the game. Yeah, but like over. even just the difference between like high diamond and like uh mid to low plat is like she's not good enough at the character to solo carry a game on that character, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, like, it was it was close. I think if yeah. <laughs> if I hadn't been playing Malphite that game, it might have gone a little different. Yeah. Um, cause they, like they it's just yeah. interesting. It's it's so interesting seeing how it changes just based off that. Like she is a mm -hmm. very hard character, even though she's OP. Like it's fucking hard to pilot a character like that. I, I think at like at lower like levels yeah. of play. And, and if you make like a critical mistake, even if you mm -hmm. are really ahead, like you can just run it down and like you you dive into yeah. the one v three that realistically you should have won and mm -hmm. not even get nothing. Whereas, like, if I'm 10-0 on Malphite, let's say, as an example, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I mean, yeah, I guess I can miss the R entirely, but I, I still make them run away from me as I walk at them and go, yeah, eh, eh, 400 armor. I think Scion's yeah, probably sure. the best example of, like, you, you can play super optimally and make the character look OP, or you could just walk at them and still be, like, really effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they talked about uh, some other stuff. The main, the ma most interesting part in that first paragraph is that uh, like these mid-range champion reworks, like the Tom Kench one, the Sona one, the Amumu one, it's really just to make it so that these characters aren't just like really good at low elo and then just dog shit terrible in pro play. They want to like kind of bridge the gap behind them by, by like adding more mechanics to these characters and they're going to continue to look for more candidates to kind of like be like, hey, this character is really good at like low elo. Uh, can we make them a little more interesting so that maybe they can also see uh, play at like high or low or pro play and i think that's really mm -hmm. cool um but they also talk about their pro play meta um their goal at msi was to have no 100 pick band champions and they go hey we did it but udir was at 95 percent renekton yeah. was at 93 percent lee sim was at 91 percent uh which i i believe all those are way too high um but they also talk about their other goals which they saw 82 different champions picked and four out of the five roles saw at least uh 10 picks with 5% more present support missed the mark support I think is one of the harder roles at like the pro play level to have like Absolutely. a ton of variety um, but it's cool I, I really do like their bounce philosophy of trying to like have more interesting picks the reality is is even if it's like a one pick character if you see like one game of like the coolest fucking character at worlds you go oh my god that's like that's like that that is the mm -hmm. game that you tell your friends about right if you're yeah. like a whatever one trick and that character's never played in pro play because it's not meta but like they play it once even you fucking watch that game and you're just excited to see your character play it. i think that's yeah. like really cool i think it's also really really hype if it gets brought out in like a, a, a critical game for a win where it's like mm -hmm. you know wait what caps fucking came out of here with the Soraka mid to, yeah. and then just like slapped or, he, you know, he played Heimer, you know, he did some weird thing. And it's just like, you, cause then you just have that, that fun little chance of like, is he going to do it? Is he going to do it again? Or, or, or the yeah. finals? Is, is he going to do it again? I think the the single best example of this that I can think of off the top of my head is like, holy shit, who he played Aurelian soul versus rocks tigers. Holy hey, shit. She's ganking me. at level one yeah like <laughs> it, it's insane and it's so fun to see like those characters up there yeah for sure um next little bit that they talk about they talk about item balance a little bit there's talking about how they added more items like chains into the game and they thought that it was like overall well received um and they're planning on adding more items people have like 
so the items that they're planning on added being added have been leaked because they've been they're in Wild Rift already. Mm. Um, I was gonna bring it up as a discussion topic, but the items in Wild Rift are so fucking different than the items in League of Legends. I don't even think it's comparable. Like, the idea is that these items are both mana tank items. But like, mm-hmm. I don't. We don't know how they're actually gonna look in League of Legends. They're probably gonna be mana tank ability haste looking. Um, but when they when we actually see actual numbers, we'll like talk about them a little bit more. Yeah, I know some I, people are excited about that. I feel like they almost have to be different in Wild Rift to to allow for games to be shorter. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, yeah, then they just go over the champions releases. They have had five major champion releases this year with Viego, Gwen, Dr. Mundo, Akshan, and Vex. They talk about their win rates on day one versus day seven. So Viego's win rate on day one was 42%, and on day seven it was 47.5. I believe they gave him a hotfix. I don't remember, though, uh, for Viego. That's too far back in my little brain. Mm-hmm. Um but it's cool. Um, they talked about Quinn. She sat at 42% on day one and 48 on day seven. I know they hotfix buffed her, though. I, I know that for sure. Um but and then they gave her a small yeah so they gave it then they even gave her another small buff in 11.19 and they've obviously nerfed her since then mm-hmm. uh, mundo uh he had a 51 percent win rate by day seven um so they like nerfed him a bit auction he started out with 39 percent win rate day one i remember day one auction he's one of the fucking harder characters to like figure out how to play um but they they fucking hotfix buffed him twice i think and then Jesus. by day seven he was 45 percent win rate they just shouldn't have buffed him. Is like the reality. Um, like I, he, I think people figured out that it's it's Emax not Qmax, and also yeah. Rush would end into like Shield Bow slash Kraken. Um, yeah. Versus like Gale Force, which is a lot of what a lot of people were going first day. I do think it's crazy that we aren't going to see Auction at Worlds because there has that's been no... absolutely insane to me. Yeah, because he was released right during playoffs in the season in the Mm -hmm. like uh different regions so therefore no teams got to play him in competitive play therefore he's not eligible for worlds even though he's been out since july yeah that's isn't that great like it's been like two months since he's been out um which i understand like the the we're gonna see the highest level of competition because people aren't playing versus a character they never played in competitive play versus but the reality is is you play so much like scrimmage that competitive play doesn't really mean anything compared to like the amount of like scrum practice that you get i i don't yeah, know why I, we're seeing this i didn't know that that was even a rule they they had he has to be out so, for two weeks uh be to like be in a competitive thing but he wasn't out for two weeks in europe i think was the only region um so europe wasn't gonna have him live for the lec championships mm-hmm. and because of that they disabled him for all of worlds oh, oh. that's so dumb yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy right <laughs> that's so dumb yeah, anyway, but like that. yeah, but yeah, um, uh, he definitely got like overruffed. And then we're talking about Vex is the last character who got released a couple weeks ago or like last week, week or two ago. I don't know. Either way, <laughs> she released day one, like 42% win rate. Uh, she's not like listed here win rates, but 40 day one, it was 42 day two, 50 mm-hmm. Vex was released too strong boy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm of the opinion that Vex is overpowered. Um, yeah, she definitely think, is like mm-hmm. overpowered. Yeah. An anti-mobile mobility mobile carry is like yeah. terrifying uh also a w might be yeah. the most overloaded ability in the game having like w is hard, crazy hard cc that's guaranteed plus a like a pretty thick shield is nuts yeah. it's so good <laughs> like i know a lot of people are saying that she's a relatively easy character which is true mm-hmm. um but even easy characters don't start at like 50 percent win rate on day two yeah. um she's just like has too much damage is too easy to play for her basic win rate but yep. we'll see how it goes uh 
she looks really fun to play i know we had a mm-hmm. lot of submissions in our uh sickest plays uh discord of like people being like fuck another uh, finally another mid pl- uh, character that i actually enjoy because like she's Ooh, very nice unique, yeah uh, which is nice yeah. good yeah so that's all of the new uh their character updates throughout yep. um yep. to, they talk about that? dodging and matchmaking are like the last two things i believe mm-hmm. in here um, yeah. just more about like hey dodging actually fucks up a lot of the game so we're still mm-hmm. working on fixing that we had a long discussion last week about that um i don't think we probably need to dive too too much into it um and then they talk about like matchmaking where how their cues are currently working they say at all ranks players are getting their primary role more than 90 percent of the time at all ranks matchmaking match made teammates are uh within less a full tier so less than a full tier of each other in 99 percent of games at all ranks queue times have been decreased uh relative to 2020 uh, so those are all just super positive things. Uh, I do think that in general, they, they'll continue to get better at this stuff. Um, the only other thing they really note is that their their Smurf queue is working to remove Smurfs from games. Um, they don't mention in here about how Smurf queue kind of fucks people who haven't played the game in a while. Yeah. Or they don't mention how Smurf queue, if you like play ranked and you get lucky like a couple games... Um, you, you'll just be in smurf queue even though you're not actually a smurf they don't talk about stuff like that which i think is like a little bit of issue but overall smurf queue has helped a lot of people enjoy the mm-hmm. game more which i think yeah. is good um yeah. and they they dive into the new items uh, mm-hmm. a little bit more detail here at the very end yeah uh, i read through these so i'll, I'll give a quick summary um they're gonna make a new mage mythic that is focused around defense you know shielding protecting yourself um, that was, I think, the initial attempt with Everfrost, but mm-hmm. people use it offensively way more than defensively. Um, they're adding a Serpent's Fang-esque item that deals bonus damage against low health and shielded enemies. That's an AP item, so giving them a similar option. I think that that's really important to have parity with items like that. Mm-hmm. Um there was there was another one that I was like, oh QSS. I wish that there was a fucking tank QSS and an AP QSS item. So I, I agree with that. I don't actually know if I agree with the the like complete item parody because I think it it leads to a lot of like interesting counter picks and like mm-hmm. draft play. Sort of like okay, all AD could be a viable strategy, but then you could just pick Malphite and have a like a really strong you know case yeah. against it. Um, and I think in that in that sense, like having okay, if you if you want to break shields or or you don't you don't want to play against shield characters, you know you need to draft someone who can who can build Serpent's Fang, um, and yeah. and like maybe at a high level that's how it should work, even if it doesn't translate super well in in solo yeah. queue. Yeah, I, I think for me the biggest thing with that is like if that's the case, then there should be an item for the AP characters that's like, well, this does a thing that AD can't because they have Serpent's Fang that does something that we can't. Yeah, it's and called tanks Zonius, have something the, that, that neither of them can. The single yeah. best item in the game. <laughs> Which one? Zonius. Yeah, except for AD carries can buy that item and it's still great. But it's still, it's it's objectively worse. You can buy Serpent's Fang on... Uh, yeah, on I ages. guess, but I mean, like, I think that there are several AD carries that still use it to super high effectiveness, but... Yeah, I, I, that's a good counterpoint that Zonius fits that role. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, back to new items. Uh, they're putting some new tank items in. Um, so they mentioned that support tanks are a lot of times uh, stuck with Locket of the Iron Solari. 
Um, they want to give support tanks a more offensive option yeah. that really rewards them for getting in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's going to, you know, when you immobilize enemy champions, everybody nearby takes increased. Uh, so oh, as they say, shit. it's like a mega abyssal mask and they're going to be <laughs> adjusting abyssal mask to avoid overlap. But I, I think, you know, that's kind of the option where, you know, you could have, I guess, gone chem tank. But that really didn't answer the you know the question or, or really fit that role of like I want to dive in and do stuff, but you know right now it's like okay well I'll dive in and then I shield my team when there's a lot of damage coming. But this is like I'm diving in, increasing the damage, uh, so that'll be stupid good I think unless they have it perfectly tuned on release. I can't uh, wait yeah. for someone to get flamed for getting hit by CC that killed the person mm -hmm. that didn't get hit by cc <laughs> you yeah. you got hit by a stun yeah. and so then i died to the caitlin ult that wouldn't have <laughs> yeah, killed me exactly. that's crazy yeah um and so additionally they're talking about how uh, not just bot lanes but tanks in general um mana options for spell casting tanks it's weird because the only one is frozen heart yeah it's that's one fair. of it's one of four items in the game or sorry five five items in the game that gives mana um, that's, yeah. that's crazy actually and two of them are dark seal or bajai's and then there, there's yeah. the three lost chapter items and and frozen art there's there's yeah oh no i guess i i forgot tier. Tier. i forgot yeah. tier mana immune so there's very few though is like the it's yeah it's it's yeah. not a lot of options for mana and you know there are characters who want to have infinite mana because they're casting every other second and there are characters that just want to have a mana pool large enough to cast the rotation twice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and and they, some of them need mana items, so we're getting a new legendary tank item. Uh, that, that tank item for supports is going to be a mythic. This new one's a legendary uh, that gives you some mana, as well as a unique effect that allows them to dip into their mana for additional shield every time they immobilize or slow enemies. Ooh. <laughs> that, that might lead to a real disgusting tank rise coming back yeah that's what people were saying like they, they were looking at the uh, wild rift versions of these items um and they're like yeah these items don't seem like tank items they seem like um rise items <laughs> yeah they seem like going to be abused by rise items <laughs> yeah. yeah um and then lastly that looks like they're putting in a new assassin item uh, they say a lot of today's legendary assassin itemization is focused on centralized or concentrated burst damage, and we wanted to create an option for users that are more interested in frequent spell rotations rather than singular burst output. This new legendary comes with a chunk of ability haste and a new effect that refunds some of your ultimate cooldown whenever an enemy champion dies within three seconds of you damaging Gross. them. Hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, it off the bat, it sounds like a, a real, like, assassin players are whining because they want to have their cake and eat it too it's like hey you you can't 100 to 0 anyone and also have that on an eight second cooldown and also have an escape and also have lifesteal but why um, but why but, but why <laughs> um, i would love to see a like assassin lee sin with this item because i feel like oh, the main like, thing about like playing a, a damage lee sin is that his ult's way too long well it's yeah. not that long of a cooldown but yeah. it's relatively long for like if you're gonna play him full damage but if you can have his ult cooldown be like a basic mm -hmm. ability cooldown then damage lee sin anyone <laughs> yeah I and i i i really am interested to see 
what numbers this comes with. Yeah. Because I I would love to see it be like a huge decrease to ultimate cooldown, mm-hmm. but like either give almost no stats or like you know really keep it from being super oppressive on other people but like yeah if i want to run ultimate hunter and this like i can i can use my lee sin kick every other time i queue or something disgusting i don't Um, want that at all (laughs) i I know um but i do think that this kind of is also gonna fill a little bit of that gap that old uh presence of mind had was was that presence of mind that refunded ultimate cooldown um which i i think you know i miss they're giving this you know to assassins i again would love to see a world where mages get this i mean mages already have insane access to ability haste um i would love to see again a world where you know in this in this one it's like you can specifically access ultimate ability haste um, because I think everyone in the game really has tons of access to ability haste. Like it's it's not hard to have sixty to eighty ability haste on any real character with like four items. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if I could, you know, have a build with very little ability haste, but it's like cool. I'll take the ultimate item because I'm playing Zillion, for example, or yeah, no, you know, Karthus. It's like yeah, on Karthus, <laughs> the Thank only. You. <laughs> yeah what yeah all of the ability haste on my queue none of it matters you know the only ability cooldown i I care about is my (laughs) i mean uh, sorry zillion there's just so many characters that i think could have like a fun build with this item like on uh different like aram or something Mm -hmm. like that like i'd love to play Karthus on this uh on like with this or just like the characters that would actually use it really well like Mm -hmm. evelyn like characters that are just 100 alt reliant like evelyn or even rengar Um, yeah like evelyn and rengar unless they're gaya fed yeah but mm-hmm. yeah, Evelyn would be great uh, as long as it's not only AD. Which for some <laughs> yeah. reason it doesn't say anything about it being AD. Whenever I think assassin, I always think AD items. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I I could see that. Maybe that's why they don't is because it it just gives ability haste and that and that refund and it gives no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Riot would ever release an item like that though. No, yeah, they won't. That's kind of against what they want to do. With yeah, them. but yeah, there are definitely characters that are super alt reliant or whose whose play style could change significantly. Mm-hmm. I think Kha'Zix is one that's really that could be really fun with it. You know, yeah. there was the world where you got to alt every time. You know, you got to be invisible every time you walked into a bush, yeah. and being able to yeah, like use that two or three times in a fight would be pretty you know yeah fine any character who has an ultimate (laughs) yeah any character yeah except corky don't buy this item on corky yeah awesome Um, so yeah that's the state of the the league state of gameplay and the end of new news yeah it's the end of new news awesome so talk about some five stories where people rate us five stars on like itunes or apple podcasts or wherever they get their podcasts and we yeah. say thanks thanks for the five star review it sounds kind of like ari five five star yep get, get the first it, one is from is i mean i get it i was here when we made it um <laughs> the first one is from jazzy who says fantastic team and community um the podcast is a hit thanks to our resident hardstuck plot mid laner the impeccably rude diana uh, diamond leona abuser and the chad diamond frogman uh, come join us on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time in the Discord channel for Community Night. This amazing podcast kept me going when I considered quitting Jazzy. Does Thank you, Jazzy. Jazzy not know I'm Master Tier? 
Uh, I would assume that this email's a, or this review's a little old, but I could That's be wrong. That's from like a couple days ago. I think I he was just anymore. trying to meme you then. No, I think he's just being, I think he's just a big idiot. Maybe he was wow. really, maybe he was really banking on you demoting, demoting? while yeah. you were trying to bank. He's always at zero and he wrote it. He was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the uh, second five starry is from Roy. He says, Unbench the Kench, five stars. I hate to say that I started listening only about three months ago, and I wish that I had started on day one. This is possibly the best league podcast out there. It, it's not possible, it's just the truth. Yeah. Greatest of all time. Uh, the knowledge and chemistry they bring to the table is unmatched. Highlight of my week when I get to listen to the podcast. I'm a Silas mid and jungle player, but recently what? picked up the Kench and love to build the players mid. Keep up the great works and belated congrats on episode 500. Thank you, Roy, yeah. and uh, welcome to the show. We yeah. always love to hear from our new listeners, from our old listeners, and uh, abuse that Kench while you can. They yeah. won't nerf him, but fuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Uh, let's. Competitive League? Yeah, the GamerCraft. You competitive GamerCraft, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's lots of cool stuff in here, though. I'm really excited to talk about it. So yeah. Including $2 for free with your with the code LeagueCast <laughs> when you get GamerCraft. Yeah. There's $2 uh, for, for you in this section. Take it. Yeah, it's sick. So the very first thing that we have to talk about um, is uh, that the World Song came out. Uh, along with the the animation for it, it's mm-hmm. called "Burn It All Down," featuring is that Paris? Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Okay. I don't know. It's P B R I S. Yeah. Um. It's uh super good. I I think it's great. Um. I think the animation is probably the sickest we've had in a very very long time. Uh. If not the coolest ever. Um, yeah. The song. I I think the song's good, but I don't think it's better than some of the other songs that they've done. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it still though it's uh, it's yeah, great I, I really liked it they did a lot um, with the like taking player you know uh, uh, visuals of like this looks yeah. like perks or caps or you know faker yeah. or Uzi and then like making them be their characters mm-hmm. um, in, in a way that was really really sick um, especially for me, man, the Oriana Syndra fight, yeah. being a person who plays both of those characters and have, has played both sides of that matchup so many times, I was just like, hype, 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 hype. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. The animation's like one of my favorite out of all the songs. I think the song's like pretty good. It's definitely like above average compared to the world yeah. songs. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, the animation's so fucking crazy. People uh, are upset about the player choices. Um, they have announced that they make the decision on what they're doing, like, character and uh, player-wise in February. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this... There's there's absolutely zero chance this doesn't take months of work to, to, yeah. to publish. Oh, yeah. um, that so means when I watched this... That, sorry, God. I was just like, oh, are these characters super meta in Korea right now? <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, the, like, for example, like, Reckless is, like, one of the main characters who obviously didn't make worlds right yeah uh and like I, so the only like one that i think is like a little bit weird is that the two main characters in the entire thing are chovy as uh oriana and um showmaker as syndra mm-hmm. and it's like that's cool and all but like 
you know Suning was the was the the, the other world finalist <laughs> like like mm-hmm. it's just like it's a little weird i feel like the chinese comments were very like upset that they didn't like show like any like chinese players for the most part like other than like bin for like four seconds or whatever um i i feel like all that riot has to do is literally just make the players the players who are at worlds last year rather than like guessing on who's gonna be it like like it's a pretty easy guess to like go hey reckless on g2 yeah he's probably going to world so like you make it about reckless um but why not just make it like just the teams who were in like uh like bracket stage of worlds last year yeah you know? it feels like that's yeah. like a pretty safe bet like obviously they're not all gonna get there but you can still like do stuff that actually happened and then turn that into mm-hmm. like its own video like, yeah you could make a super hype like this is what happened at last worlds and then yeah. even if you wanted to like there like you could go about like doing storyboarding of like we'll find out who the people are and add them in later or it could just be like okay we're gonna have a like four minute song and then like it's gonna be three and a half minutes of last worlds and then 30 seconds of like the start of this worlds where i think there'd be a lot more plausible to like get that animation in time where it's like okay we actually know who's attending worlds now <laughs> yeah like i don't think it has to be like a recreation of worlds either I, I, like you no. can obviously reference stuff but like for example yeah. showmaker makes a lot of sense to have as a main character because damn damn on one worlds you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that makes sense then yeah. it makes sense to have some suiting players also because suiting came second right and then like you mm-hmm. go down from there right like it just like it feels like that's like your obvious choice rather than just banking on like hoping that certain players make it i guess but yeah it's a little weird, but I I understand. I don't think it's like bad regardless. I definitely am not someone who's ever upset with stuff like that because I, I no, understand still, how much time video. and shit goes into this. It's yeah, not like exactly. they were like, hey, MSI went like this, or hey, these people are actually going to Worlds. Time to make our video this week. <laughs> like, yeah, and I, I don't think that there was any sense of malicious intent by yeah. the people who made it. Like, in all reality, it was probably like, you know oh man, I really love the Chovy Showmaker like yeah. shit. Like I want to animate that and that would probably be really good. Like I I very, very, very highly doubt that anyone on the team that made this was like, let's let's omit Suning because I hate that team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, it's like they were just thinking about, oh man, it'd be so hyped to do like Reckless and then we could do this and then we could do this. And like, it, it sucks that some players got forgotten or that they made a main character that's not even going to be at Worlds, but... Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I completely agree. Um, uh, other than that, for Lake League news, um, the next little bit is that, hey, Bjergsen is uh, rumored now to be to con- uh, returning to competitive next season, as we know, but he's going to be the mid laner for TSM is now the Whoa! Uh, what, <laughs> what a surprise. So I was wrong. I, I thought for sure... Not for sure. I, th- I think I said 70-30 that he's going to go to Europe rather than um, stay on TSM. Um, but it's cool. I mean, I'm really excited for him. I hope Power of Evil goes to a team. I think Power of Evil is good enough, like, mid laner. I hope he, he doesn't just have to play for some shit team uh, because mm-hmm. he got unlucky that your coach is now the player who's taking your role. <laughs> yeah, that in, sucks. In true TSM fashion, the coach says, no, 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 no. I play now. I yeah. play mid now. Reggie's, <laughs> Reggie's stepping back in. I, I love the top Reddit comment. Is just I'm skeptical about him replacing the god that is Reginald. He's so yeah. young and hasn't proven anything. 
Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's like a little funny, but um, I think Bjergsen's still like a top three mid laner. I think we talked about that yeah. last week, though. But, yeah, um, he's, he's still good. Yeah, For next sure. little bit of news, which is crazy to me. This is still insane to me. Um, so Riot's Pick'ems came out. By the way, uh, oh on our God, Discord, yeah. if you go to our competitive league section, I have a pinned comment, which is our league cast leaderboard. So when Pick'ems go live, you can make your picks and you can join our leaderboard and we'll see who uh, who outpicks the other ones. Um, but for Pick'ems... <laughs> They, they announced, like, you can do this thing called the crystal ball pick now, which is pretty well like, hey, this team's going to win Worlds before Worlds even starts, right? Because you can't actually do your actual pickums until group stage starts on October 10th, meaning there's no pickums for plans. But on the page where you go to do your pickums, it says, plans are happening, and we don't support that fiesta. Sit back, relax, and gather uh, your posse in preparation for the show, which is cool. pretty fucking disrespectful to, like, all yeah. the fucking teams around the world coming to this event like obviously it's supposed to be like haha we're not like the other game companies tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. like haha play-ins is a fiesta lol we're just like you mm-hmm. guys um but it very much comes off as like just disrespectful to like i don't know like what 12 16 teams however many teams are in play-ins like yeah and i off the bat when i saw like the the headline version of it in our notes i was like oh did they like accidentally advanced like some of the chinese and korean teams even though the plans <laughs> hadn't happened yet that's what i thought off the bat was like here you go select your 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 pickums for the play-ins but you can't not select this team in the top yeah two. something like that yeah um but yeah they're like i think you're right that this was meant to be like a tongue-in-cheek thing and also like a legitimate message is just like hey the play-ins platform doesn't support this part of the tournament like it it doesn't work for that like that that word support is like the framework isn't there to do that is what they're trying to say yeah but it it comes across as just like yeah plans are worthless garbage and we don't care about it enough to even look at it so too bad Yeah, so they, they did make a uh, apology that I will like quickly read just like to say that Riot did come out. So their um, digital director said, Today we activated pickups with our copy of our intended start. Unfortunately, a member of our team previously wrote a placeholder copy meant as an ironic joke due to our frustration mm. in not being able to support plans, and it was posted live. We all love plans here. This year, we overhauled pickups from the ground up. The pivot to Iceland late changes to the schedule, uncertainty about which teams would qualify, plus technical complexity all resulted in our team needing to remove plans plans from our pickums uh plans needless to say the sentiment uh reflected in the copy does not reflect our perspective here and in fact is just the opposite we apologize for the mistake uh <laughs> i i think this is like also not a very good apology like i'm no, it's who, such like, a bullshit pr response so, uh, i'm someone who like always goes like people always be upset and say oh pr response yada 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 but it, 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 they are blaming like the technology like as in like oh like the fiesta isn't like the teams it's actually just the fact that we're very upset that we can't support it <laughs> like yeah, it just sounds then, like i don't know it sounds like so goofy and dumb have man. Just we say, not have we not had play-ins for prior years in becomes uh i don't remember personally um yeah because like i can I, I can understand like the complications of whatever like team members and what teams are showing up are going to be changing but like it's really not that hard to build a application with 16 teams in a bracket and you select who gets first, second, third, and fourth. Yep. I, I don't know seem, what yeah. technical limitations they ran into. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't either. Um, maybe it's just like timeline because like, we needed to launch like pickums by a certain date or whatever. Either way, I just I, I just think like being blaming it on like, ah, uh, we're actually just frustrated. We're just as frustrated as you guys. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like just just say that you guys fucked up uh, and it was just yeah. bad copy and you're sorry. Um, and we'll have pickins it, available or uh, plan available for pickums next year. Like that's all you have I to just, do. I just think the worst part is like, un- damn you, unnamed intern who who wrote this yeah. very disrespectful yeah. thing. It was like, a little, un- yeah. It was part bad copy, and then also just like, let's blame this one guy that's just a fucking anonymous uh, scapegoat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that that's the only the case. Part, that's like, the only part that, that I have issue with. Yeah, even if it was the case of one dude being like, "Ha, we'll have this copy, like this uh, temporary copy." You guys at least knew that was there. <laughs> yeah. Like, one one person putting that in as a placeholder, like, that was checked by somebody and approved by somebody and went yeah. to final production. So, like, even if that one guy messed up, that was a failure by the whole team. Yeah. And, like, again, it's, it's not ultimately a, a huge, huge deal. It's just like, come on, yeah. just say we fucked up. We're sorry. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, last little bit of news that I accidentally skipped over is that Reckless uh, is now rumored to be leaving G2 by some credible sources. Uh, we had a little bit of, like, some some things wasn't, weren't true about, like, what was reported. So initially it was reported that Reckless is leaving G2 and G2 is denying him from uh, going to Vitality, which is probably the only team that would probably take Reckless in EU right now that he would want to go to um, due to, like, lineup and, like, financial situation and stuff like that. Um which, I mean, I'm someone who doesn't like Carlos. I think there's plenty of reasons to not like Carlos. I'm not here to, like, actively bash Carlos and tell you why you shouldn't like him. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can definitely do your research and understand why you don't like Carlos, the owner of G2. Um, but, um, also, I don't think that statement was completely wrong. Because they go, they, the person who, like, reported it clarified and said, uh, oh, my sources, they were kind of wrong in the fact that G2 didn't block Reckless from going to Vitality. But they didn't allow Reckless to talk to any other teams in general until they fully decided that he was ready to leave. Which, to me, still sounds like, at the time that the person reported that, they were blocking Reckless from talking to other teams. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems like, yeah, I guess it's not like that you were blocking him specifically for Vitality, but you were just... The way you guys were handling it did block him from talking to Vitality. Um, so, either way, the full story is that Reckless is leaving G2. Um, the rumor is that uh, Caps is staying 100%, and Yankos was is his. He made an ultimatum ultimatum that he would stay if Reckless like left the team. Uh, and then G2 obviously weighed their options of like what other junglers could we even get. Uh, the option being like probably self made is probably the like only other option um, in EU right now for like top tier junglers. Yeah, uh, or, like the have, best quickly available option. Yeah, sure. versus like they can probably get they might be able to get Carzy from Mad Lions who's just as good if not better than reckless um so it's just a decision where they're probably going to keep yankos and then hopefully get carzy from mad lions post worlds um but either way it's a little sad i know a lot of people like are kind of bashing reckless they think he's like kind of washed and not worth as much he's still a really good ad carry his play style is just different i think than like what you need on a lot of teams a lot of teams still do need like a hard hard aggressive carry uh bottom laner whereas reckless has always been the type of player who's like I will play super Six consistently, mm-hmm. like the the perfect. I'll I'll play perfect up till whatever point in the game where I can like solo carry the game. Uh, but I'm not gonna like just 
100 on my lane. I'm not going to kill my lane a bunch and get ahead. I'm just going to, like, play the game slow and play it in the optimal vacuum-like type way. Um, I think he's I just, very much like Western Bang in that sen- in that sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I just don't think in the current meta that works at all. I definitely don't mm-hmm. think it works in a G2 style where you have fucking yeah. like tons of players who go for solo kills and crazy shit all the time. Um, in, in theory, it could have worked great. It could have been like he plays this very reserved style that um, if his team doesn't get these like crazy leads, he can just carry like late game. But I don't think it just the game doesn't work like that in like a vacuum. Um, yeah, it's too fast compared to but, compared to prior years. People are definitely like bashing him too hard though he's still like a, a top tier uh eu ad carry a top tier world class ad carry uh and if he comes to na he will probably be a top two ad carry in the region yeah i i don't want to like name names but someone in the discord said that like reckless has never been good and it's always been like good teams feel it around him yeah i don't, uh, I don't think they watched in season like two three four sort of thing yeah so. I, don't, I don't think so either but like there is a time when i don't think it's that far-fetched to say that reckless was the best player in the west yeah like yeah, the, yeah. the most consistent like high quality player coming mm-hmm. out of out of the western regions yeah. he was actually like a top five 80 carry in the world at times i would say yeah um but yeah, yeah no i i agree I, I think it's one of those things where like um he very much still plays that old style of like if i get mm-hmm. x number of items i will just carry <laughs> yep exactly i mm-hmm. will win the game at six Which items is a little outdated i do agree with that like yeah. if you mm-hmm. like uh, uh one person that we like talked to a lot on the discord drew he like says like watch um like even just twitch streams of like pro lck or lpl ad carries compared to like western ad carries and god they are so fucking good at the game it's crazy <laughs> it's easy to be good at the game though when you had to play against fucking uzi for, for yeah 10 years <laughs> yeah there's crazy aggressive and crazy like just like, yeah uh, clean on everything they do but mm-hmm. either way i think reckless will definitely find a good team tsm uh and then uh we'll go from there yep. and see how he does <laughs> it definitely feels like tsm is likely right yeah, I, TSM, like, obviously has the probably the most uh, financial ability to acquire someone like Reckless, uh, especially yeah, if they're fucking FTS. That's why Bjerg is coming back, is because they're getting Reckless and they want to cuddle. I mean, look at their team, though. Like, Bjerg, Reckless, Spica, um, I don't Huni, know if they'll have Huni. Like, it depends. I think they'll keep Sword Art regardless is probably the reality. I don't know if they'll have Huni or not. I think Huni's fine. Uh, personally, I thought Huni, Huni was absolutely fine last season. Um, yeah, I think Huni Sword played great last year, actually, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we'll see. I think that's like a pretty good team, though. It's definitely not like I mean, CSM has always put together good teams, and they always underperform with them. But I, you got to start with step one of like at least putting together a good team. So yeah, they they have a lot of shots at that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the roundtable though, because uh, we're Hell getting yeah. a little deep into the show. So last week's question uh, was: we just hit episode five hundred. Sorry, last week's question. What? Yeah, that is the right one, right? I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that is not the right. Okay, this is the Bjergsen one. That's why. I was so confused. I forgot to delete it. This was the Bjerg one where it's like, hey, Bjerg's coming back to pro play. Which player would you like to see? Uh, from mm-hmm. our Twitter, um, one who naps said, I, the obvious one is Uzi, right? I kind of miss uh, Frog and Sneaky too, but the, uh, did they ever reach? Uh, sorry, but I feel like they really did reach just about their ceiling. I just feel robbed uh, of an Uzi world super team. Uh, I, I heard that there's rumors of Uzi coming back, uh, which is crazy. Um, he's still probably a top 80 carry if he like is in yeah like, for decent sure. shape mm-hmm. um connor said uh marin was one of my favorite players when he was on skt downgrade falco said at crepo heart uh <laughs> and plump uh pappy said the goat dyrus in his pillow i kind of forgot about the dyrus pillow thing for like a while <laughs> uh the good old days 
um from yeah. our facebook brad said let's get kobe out of casting and him back on a clg probably just as good Hell as like yeah. a, 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 another clg member um <laughs> alex said bubba dub and i'm a cutie pie dude fuck it i'm watching i am a cutie pie and dyrus play so like you have you guys been watching those streams at all yeah holy it's, shit it's wild. rough man they're washed <laughs> yeah they are they if, it seems like at the very least they're having fun playing with each other though yeah, even if it's sure. not fun at the game you know it's just like they're like 50% win rate, like D4 plat one, like type. Yeah, of, it's it's funny. It's it's, it's funny to watch that um, from our discord. Uh, T1 Charco said, I uh, I think any answer that isn't see he's absolutely incorrect. He's still cracked. Both a blessing and a curse that streaming gig uh, is just better for him, though. Um, and then also from our discord, Dr. Relevant said, God V, a.k.a. Uh, Weissless, an ex main He was my Wayless. Wayless. Sorry, yeah, it is Way, yeah, because his last name is Way. You forgot um, fucking God V. Wayless? Hold on, we'll Ugh. get to it. I remember him just by a different name. Uh, <laughs> as uh, an ex-Diana main, he was my idol, and he used to be the only one who played that champion. Bless this guy, even if he's probably still stuck in groups. Rip LDG <laughs> curse. Uh, and I guess I would also love a Rocks Tiger reunion. Smeb, Peanut, Kuro, uh, Prey, uh, and Gorilla. Uh, no, so I remember, God, I remember God V, because he, he was God V, and then he changed him to Wayless, and then he changed it to something evil pl- pl- play evil play evil or something like that it was I play don't evil. That one. and they changed it back to god v and he always underperformed every single year so you'd always have always have to be memed on because it was gold v was originally was <laughs> that's gold great v. and they changed it to uh wayless so people called him winless uh <laughs> and then he changed it to he changed it back to god v people called him gold v again and then he changed it to what was the last one i said oh uh Plat, uh, play evil because they called him plat evil <laughs> and it's like it's just funny that you change your name three times and you get fucking memed on all three of them <laughs> people are gonna find ways oh yeah in. oh yeah I, that's how i remember him as though and then last but not least uh dan man said uh, if i ignore what's realistic i'd love to see chaos come back as he was my inspiration to play adc back when he was on tsm in two, season two slash three if we're being more realistic i think it'd be great to see sneaky again in pro insanely consistent ad carry and a great personality yeah sneaky pref definitely could come back to pro play if uh, he wanted just mm-hmm. i don't think he wants to <laughs> yeah probably not he'd have to get paid big bucks too i think that being said if you're like a low tier lcs team would you offer Sneaky the most money on your team? I that, that I, I think mean, is, maybe. is one of the, the weird questions is like, you have to give him so much money for a maybe good yeah. AD carry. And like, even if you do pay him well, I think it's still going to be like every like day subconsciously. It's like, well, I could just not have to deal with like the stress yeah. and grind of trying to be a you know a world's competitive yeah. ad carry i could just stream solo queue hang out mess around like yeah i guess my logic is that he's one of the few unsigned league players who's at that level who also has a fucking massive following it's like buying a following mm-hmm. though, right like yeah the only other one really like obviously was a birgen doublelift who are both signed to tsm but like if immortals paid out the ass for doublelift they would get a lot of fans who follow doublelift to immortals you know what i mean mm-hmm, and i feel like sure. there's something to like just buying fans like that i don't think it's like the best way to build your like uh fan base but like it's a start for some of these teams, I think. You have to shit yeah, yeah, out the ass, sure. though. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, anyways, this week's roundtable question is, fuck, Mary kill the last three unique champions that you played. Um, I have Jin Gragas Senna. 
Uh, I will uh, fuck Gragas. Yep. Okay. I'll marry Senna, and I will kill Jin. Okay. Nice. Uh, mine uh, is uh, Tom Kench, Nautilus, and Shen. Uh, so this is gonna be crazy. So I would, uh, I would marry Shen. I feel like Shen is like mm-hmm. a gentle like yeah. companion. Oh yeah, he's he's a big husbando. Yeah. That being said, I would fuck Nautilus. I think Nautilus is just built. He is uh, he, there's a lot of man under that. That's uh, how I feel about Gragas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I would have to kill Tom Kench because I think Tom Kench is like a he's actually just a fucking demon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so my options are Evelyn, Zillion, and Fiddlesticks. Those are bad. Um, no, no. <laughs> and they they came in the proper order, right? So I'm I'm fucking Evelyn because. For the, the time that I'm, you know, alive for that, it's going to be great. Um, you do die at the end. Yes, and that's why I'm marrying Zillion, because he can bring me back. <laughs> oh, smart. Do you think uh, he would so, bring you back from infidelity, though? True. Um, maybe. He, well, he would have known that I was going to do it when he married me, so oh, it's true. already forgiven. It's already forgiven, my man. Um <laughs> Plus, me and Zillian could go on fun time adventures, and he'd be like, "Wow, you played me so much. We're we're buds." Zillian would be great. I would bake for him every day, um, and I'm killing <laughs> Fiddlesticks because I'm certainly not fucking him or marrying him. Okay, fair um, and he's a terrorizing demon that's gonna destroy all the land. Uh, so yeah. that's that's my answer. <laughs> nice. I'm sad that Malphite didn't make it in because I played one more game last night. <laughs> yeah, rock solid. And it was a loss too, right? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. If Evelyn um, wasn't there, I could have I could have fucked Malphite instead. True. <laughs> um so anyways, if you want Who's to toss, uh, out of your last three characters you'd fuck Mary Kill, you can hit us up on our Facebook page or our Twitter at LeeCast. You can come into our Discord channel and post in our roundtable section. That's uh, discord.gg slash leadcast or leadcastpodcast.com slash discord. Or you can send us an email, bailleadcastpodcast.com. Poggers, um, let's jump into mail fight. Uh, so... Oh, we are okay. There we go. I, I thought we were missing the email from last week, but it's here. yes, no, the one yeah. from last week at the top. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so our email from last week uh, that we postponed for this week, so we got a more in-depth conversation, is from Cole, who says, "Hey guys, I came across a Reddit thread uh, that discusses the need for voice chat in League. I've heard you guys talk about it before, and I agree with your points made and support for its implementation." However, a few women commented under this Reddit post saying they would never use in-game chat as the toxicity towards them wouldn't be worth a competitive advantage. Specifically, this comment stood out to me. Quote, as a woman, even in voice, even if voice chat was available, I'd never use it. I even get harassed just because of my uh, summoner name. Imagine what it would be if I actually spoke during game uh, sad face, end quote. While this is unfortunate, I don't doubt it for a second. As we know, the online gaming community at large is anything but friendly to women. So my question is, what is your take on this? Would implementing voice chat put women at an inherently disadvantage? Uh, they'd be more incentivized to not use voice chat than men, and if they do use it, would have to put up with more harassment. And I can't help but consider people with certain accents or speech impediments as well. I know other competitive games have successively successfully implemented voice chat but i'm sure many were barred from those games or quit because of it thanks cole so i i want to preface this entire conversation by saying like we aren't women and we don't have the experience that women do in yeah. gaming none of and us have been a, a woman being harassed in an online yeah, game so yeah our my only experience is, is like playing games with my significant other who yeah uh, exactly our perspective is going to be extremely limited uh mm-hmm. and and certainly not all encompassing for the the feelings of most 
most women, if not any women. Um, I, I think the only way to successfully implement voice chat in League is as an opt-in um, sort of scenario where people have to consciously make the choice to join. Uh, and then I think it should default to to like a push to talk sort of setting where yeah. if you don't want to talk but still participate in voice chat, you have that opportunity. So you aren't inherently at the same, you know, you, you're always going to be at a disadvantage if you're not talking in the voice chat, of course, like the, mm-hmm. nothing is going to going to fix that. However, it'll it will be a little bit mitigated by being able to hear other people um and I think I think a lot of toxicity in text form and I, I don't have like any proof of this or anything like that, but I feel like a lot of toxicity in text form is, is truly because of the anonymous nature of like mm-hmm. text and not I'm mm-hmm. a human being with my voice talking to another human being who I can hear and connect to like in yeah, a verbal manner, and a, a lot of the or some of the players. Again, I don't have any. I have some experience in that I played a good amount of Counter Strike, where voice chat was expected in every game of comp, yeah. and I played with a decent number of women in those games. Um, but like, I feel like the way people go about that response to a, a woman in their game is different because like a lot of the people who are going to be making those comments harassing those people are like hate to be that guy but like the, the neckbeard gamers who probably yeah, incels, yeah. might not say that with their voice but like if it was in chat they'd be like hey girl let me carry you to diamond yeah um and obviously that's not going to solve all of it by any means um you know while playing counter-strike i mean you had tons of guys with voice changers pretending to be girls. You yeah. had girls with voice changers so they wouldn't get harassed. You had girls just with their regular voices getting harassed or sometimes not. And you also had any instance of number of times where it's just like, like, hey, I, I played a game with a girl. Obviously, I'm going to add her as a friend afterwards yeah. and be like, do you want to be my girlfriend? And also, I'll carry you in ranked. Yeah. It's like... Bitch, I can carry myself in ranked. Thank you very much. Yeah. I guess, like, the main thing I have to add is that I do very much understand that it isn't a good place, especially looking at how people message people, like, type to people oh, in absolutely. League of Legends, oh, or yeah. how people talk to people in a game like Valorant, which is another Riot game. It is, it is probably, like, very, very rough uh, to be a, a girl and, like, talk on voice chat. That being said, uh, you are correct. It is a disadvantage to not talk on voice chat. Um, that being said, I think that it actually makes the game a more competitive, more enjoyable place that voice chat is in the game. Uh, I think having communication adds a whole nother fucking dimension to ranked gameplay. And that's something that I'm really looking forward to. I completely agree that it does make it a disadvantage to not use it. Um, and yes, it does suck that being harassed for being anything is is awful right and that just shouldn't be a thing mm-hmm. um but i i don't know if that's the reason why you don't include voice chat i think that's the reason why you implement better measures to report people like you have a report feature yeah. feature and it like clips the audio from the last minute or whatever uh, after like when you click the report button uh, and hopefully like they have stricter uh, punishing methods like maybe people who are like toxic douchebags get mm-hmm. like they, they can't talk after like a couple reports or whatever right um, yeah I, there's tons I, of things I mean, you can do with that i i guess is like the main thing um mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I just, like, think it's one of those things where, like, I would love the game to be a more competitive, more enjoyable place to play. Um, and I think the changes come systematically and as, like, a community, right? Like, I play... I don't play a ton of Overwatch, but when I do, voice chat is always enjoyable in the game. I very rarely hear anyone ever harass anyone else. And I think Overwatch has a way higher uh, percentage of like women people, uh, women who play that game compared to other games, at least from what I can tell. Maybe it's mm-hmm. just because they feel more comfortable, which is kind of fucking ironic that Blizzard has somehow cultivated a fucking community of like, that's very healthy for women to play the game, seeing, how, seeing what their fucking company is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I think that's something that just comes from like, the community though right like if people yeah. are if, if, if there's oh, a yeah. girl in your game or anyone in your game who's being harassed tell that person to stop report them send in a ticket to riot mm-hmm. saying this person's harassing other people the way that you have change is you actually stick up for people right like if yeah the, the couple times that i have heard someone harassing someone else in overwatch voice chat everyone else goes dude shut the fuck up what are you doing don't be a douche yeah. whatever right mm-hmm. and guess what they usually stop because people don't like being like told that they're not funny they're being a douche people don't like confrontation yeah people don't like confrontation is the main thing they'd rather just be like the bully who's like mm-hmm. everyone like else last when you make the oh well, there's a woman in my game type joke mm-hmm. uh, i don't know it's just like there's systematic change and there's also like just community driven change and i feel like both those are very important to like actually like fixing stuff yeah, yeah. I, I also want to highlight that like normalizing like women in video games is, is something that doesn't exist but should yeah and and i think like I very much understand if someone doesn't want to participate in that, like, because they will be harassed. And I certainly wouldn't yeah. want to force someone to do something that they don't want to do. Um, but, but I think having m- more women, like, normally in voice chat and in, oh, in yeah. text, like, in, in a in a setting where, like, has that has been dominated by uh, by men for such a long time like just sort of even just seeing or or hearing or just being aware that someone is a woman more frequently will lead to less toxic environments because mm-hmm. it is like mm-hmm. oh okay this is something that's just like normal and i shouldn't i shouldn't yeah fuck with them uh, yeah I, I think normal. right like yeah. if they turned on voice chat for everyone every game tomorrow and you found out that six out of ten players in every single game was a woman like I, I i think that that problem would diminish very very quickly that mm-hmm. being said like that's not the player base of the game but again if it was like maybe two every game or three every game right like the the closer the, the higher that number comes up like you're saying the more normalized it gets and the more likely it is that it's not going to happen in the first place and if it does happen you know, you're going to have one asshole and nine other people being like, hey, moron, stop talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guess that's like our only wish, uh, like at the end of the day is like, first of all, if you are, I mean, I, I don't, I, I hope I don't believe that any of our community members are douchebags or children enough that like they would make dumb jokes, even if it's simple as like, yeah. oh, there's a girl in my game or is that a girl or whatever? Like even that's like just fucking, just don't be a child. Um, But second, I, if you do see someone being harassed, like no matter who they are, just, just defend people. Uh, you see people call you a simp. People like, be yeah. Mad at you I was, I was gonna mention but that. Like, but yeah, people will will flame you in response, or call you a simp, or call you a white knight. Yeah, and like in reality, like if if your intent is, I saw somebody being harassed and said something. Like 
you're yeah. in the you're in the right like and, that person is not like they're, they're gonna give you shit too but they're they're wrong yeah and i'm not saying like get in a fucking yelling match with them I mean, i'm just saying like just tell them <laughs> that like they're they're being wrong or they're like being a dick about it uh and then yeah. if you need to move on and like report them send a ticket if you need to mm-hmm. like those are the yeah, th- I things mean, that if more people who do that the better the community will be i think yeah so. if you feel comfortable saying like hey like you're harassing someone if yeah. you feel more comfortable just reporting them after the game or opening a ticket, like do that again. Really, anything that you can do to increase the punishment that those people get and, mm-hmm. and try and prevent it, right? Like it's it's a community wide thing, and by no means is our, our audience a massive portion of the player base. But again, you, you know, start yeah. somewhere and. Uh, if you if you be harassing people in the lead cast discord you best believe we're gonna call you out on it yeah exactly we'll just have like zero tolerance for shit like that for sure so. yeah. and maybe this is just something that deserves a trial run you know yep turn it on for for a couple months see how things go if re- reports of toxicity tend to, to increase you know turn it off and cite that as the reason and yeah so you guys don't deserve this <laughs> yeah it, it'll never be brought up again hey you guys were fucking toxic shitheads. There's no yeah. way we're turning this on. So yeah. I, I don't know. I, I guess I hate to, I, w- I would hate to put someone in a, in, in a position where they feel uncomfortable doing something that they enjoy. But at the same time, I feel like league specifically has always suffered from like, well, we shouldn't implement this because it could have, it, it could be abused or it, it could have negative impacts like here yeah. or something like that. Like I, I, I think for the longest time, a an AFK like punishment slash um, LP mitigation system, like a, a lever, you know, loss prevention, loss mitigated, that sort of thing, was constantly talked against. Like uh, the 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 opinion of the majority was that it should not be implemented into league because it will just be abused and i think that's just a really poor like mindset to have regarding regarding things like i don't don't think you should assume worst worst case scenario before it even happens it's a potential flaw and i think that you know we've seen a lot of examples and i i see a lot of examples in it of it where it's just like this could happen but part of it is also like you have to approach the system in good faith with the intent that like the participants in this whole thing aren't actively trying to ruin it yeah. and then like mitigate that with the fact that people who are trying to actively ruin it get, you know, disciplined and change their behavior or yeah. are permanently banned. Mm-hmm. Like you change your behavior or you're banned. Those, yeah, are, those are the options. Because you know, you know what the other solu- the other thing is. If we not to say that we this is the reason why we sh- we have to implement voice chat, but also just just having the game where we're complacent with there being tons of toxic, uh, sexist, homophobic fuckheads, but there's no way for them to harass people. That that's not a good solution either. You still have a game yeah. full of like shitty people yeah. at that point. Like I'd rather mm-hmm. just cleanse those people or get them to change. <laughs> like, yeah, just uh, just have every player in voice chat go through a voice filter so they sound like new new bot. Truth, unironically, like that w- that <laughs> would be like pretty funny. <laughs> it would be funny, yeah. It, it would be funny. But I, I think I, that but, would be a very good like. I, I don't think that's like a a end all be all, yeah, but I no. think it would be very funny for like April Fools. Everyone is new new bot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
that'd be, that'd be so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, thank you for the email. Yeah, Cole. thanks, Cole. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to discussing this more in the community and hopefully getting opinions from people who aren't white males. Yeah, on yeah, exactly. Against women in gaming. Exactly. Um, if you disagree, please let us know via email, via Discord, yeah. anything, and uh, and we'd love to have some differing viewpoints and perspectives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next email here from Monday. Hey guys, just so you know, Lololytics has matchup data for out-of-world matchups as well. Uh, I find it nice to research, but the sample sizes are usually not very high, so I don't know how useful it actually is. Uh, and as for the guy who was talking about a support mage to counter Zed, uh, I would consider Zyra as she's really good against divers, buy Azonia's second item, and he shouldn't really be a problem. Monday. Yeah, awesome. there's there's a lot of potential ways to play against Zed, um, and Zonia's is the the easy one. Any character put Zonia's on it, and Zed becomes a lot less effective. Yeah, um, yeah, and again, yeah, those out of role matchups are tough just because sample size is hugely important and not really there for a lot of those out of role matchups. So thank you, Monday, and we're gonna move on into the next email from Brawler. Yeah. The next email. Uh, yeah. Brawler. Hey, I just found out about uh, you guys and really like the podcast. I'm for sure going to be listening every week, but how do you guys think top lane is in North America? Because I heard you guys say it was bad. And when I play, I feel like I don't have much, if any impact uh, on the game. I'm a silver two Fiora main and I started playing league last year, but I feel like top lane isn't in a great spot right now because I feel like if you roam and get nothing out of it, you end up getting a two, a level or two behind. How do you guys feel about top lane brawler? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> as the top lane player yeah. uh, i'm not sure if you guys saw tyler one hit challenger on mid meaning he's now hit challenger on 80 carry jungle top and then mid um and he had some words about top lane and uh mid top lane his issue which i i completely agree i think this is like the main thing is you don't get to like get out of lanes meaning hard counters hard counter you and you get punished so fucking hard for being in these lanes right if your second pick and your character gets hard countered by like a counter pick you're playing into that lane. If you try to leave lane, they get 100 tower plates up a ton of CS. They freeze lanes. You get punished more by jungle ganks because your lane's longer. They can freeze harder. Um, whereas, like, other roles, you can kind of just not deal with shit. Like, his his main thing was, like, he's not, like, the most mechanically gifted player, right? Like, he hit challenger playing... Ch- Tyler won this is. He hit challenger uh, mostly playing Annie. Annie was his number one character, followed by Fizz. His CS numbers weren't very good. His, like, he... he didn't like do very well actually in lane but guess what when he's in a hard lane in mid he just leaves he just goes bottom and kills people bottom he just goes and follows the jungle around and kills their jungler you can leave mid you can just push out a wave and leave mid and like you're you're out of the counter pick your mid counter pick doesn't matter top that doesn't happen you get counter picked hard you get punished fucking harder for it um and i think that's like the main issue with like top lane you, you'll just get too far behind if you like try to do anything uh that being said i still think the, that is the right way to play in the game i'm someone who constantly will just like tb bottom level one mm-hmm. um and like throw my lane in the shitter uh just because i think like i play low econ shit and then it works but fuck top yeah. lane has some problems man <laughs> and there, you kind of highlighted them mm-hmm. there, there's a couple other like dynamics there where it's like okay yeah you got countered top so then your jungle should give you increased attention. Yeah. But then their jungle will too. And so you still lose the 2v2. And also junglers are taught, like, don't help the losing matchup, which yeah. is kind of, it has truth to it, but it's not always the case where it's like, if I can get you one kill, this goes from an unplayable lane to a 
mm-hmm. like great like happy to do that if, if i can um you know there, there's never a perfect thing to do every game every time um i, I think yeah. you have pointed out some of the issues um that being said i would also put it out there if you just started playing league last year mm-hmm. um if you haven't spent time playing other roles mm-hmm. give it a shot because one of the biggest things that every league player i've ever met does is like they complain about x then they try doing x and they stop complaining about it right it's like this character is broken but then you play them you're like maybe they're not and you know top lane has no impact and then you play mid and you play support and you play jungle and you're like okay well a lot of those problems exist elsewhere if not in the exact same form, like something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that any of these complaints aren't yep, valid, but it's just like, it's like I feel like I can't influence the rest of the map. I think every single player in any role has felt that sometimes, where it's like, man, I can't do anything playing jungle because all of my lanes get solo killed before I finish my red buff. Yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's why I really like the Tyler one thing. Like, I don't think it's like it doesn't mean his opinion is perfect because he's hit challenge or never roll, but like it at least gives you more perspective to yet. his like words. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you, do you think support's gonna be the least number of games, or do you think it's actually gonna be hard for him? I guess is the question. Um, I don't think it's gonna be hard for him because I so I think specifically with Tyler one, he truly became. I, I think he was obviously pretty good at at league when he played eighty carry. But I yeah. think when he played jungle, uh, he truly become became like a a, a really excellent player. Um, I think he has perspective about the game that he didn't have prior to playing jungle, yeah. um, uh, which has helped him in you know some of his other um, challenges. So I, I I think like playing support where you're playing a low econ jungler in a role that he or in a lane that he's intimately familiar with. Like, yeah. I, I think that that's, it's probably going to be the shortest one. Yeah, because um, the number I, of games for them all, I'm not sure if you saw, um, the, the shortest was mid at mm-hmm, 650 yeah. or so. Um, then jungle Only at 650. Like, yeah, then jungle at like 1800. And then top yeah. lane at 2900 games. Yeah, top lane was rough. Um, but I, I, I would like to, I, so I don't play a lot of top lane, but yeah. I would like to highlight that for the most part, these issues tend to scale in severity with elo yeah where as a silver two top lane player i i wouldn't just listen to talking heads and and tyler one and people like that who say like top top lane sucks ass and it's the worst role in the game yes in in a scenario where your jungler or the enemy jungler knows how to you know prepare for a a a dive and your enemy laner knows how to you know stack minion waves to prepare for that that crash and and they dive you on a turret uh and then zone you off the wave if you teleport back like i i i think like in scenarios like that absolutely like top lane is probably the worst role for solo queue in that regard but in in so in silver i i imagine that that game knowledge and that like those those mechanics and communication like just isn't there to the same degree so i think that the role functions differently than it does like in high elo so if you're enjoying top lane i think you should continue playing top lane if you're not enjoying top lane go ahead and try try different roles and and maybe you find an appreciation for a different role or Mm -hmm. you learn something that that makes you appreciate top lane even more 
Or, yeah, or, um, or I mean, potentially you play a different character top, and that completely yeah. changes your mindset. Because that's, that's like Samira top. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what I was gonna say though. Is like, so last season I played a lot of top as well, but I didn't play as much Tom Kent, right? Because he's kind of like bad top. Um, but my main issue is top lane was like, fuck. If I wasn't first pick, I felt like I was getting counterpicked. Yeah. I would lose every single lane. So guess what now? I play Tom Kench, who doesn't really have any hard counters in the game, right? So I've just completely eliminated that aspect of top lane that a lot of people dislike. Com it's completely gone, right? Yep. Um, oh, yeah. So it's like, yeah, I don't know, it's one of those things that, like, yeah, these are all issues, but you can work your way around every issue, right? Like, if you're, if mm -hmm. one of your main issues is that the enemy constantly, like, you get behind and then they freeze on you and then they have, like, huge freeze, play a character that can safely unfreeze the lane, that can safely shove out a lane. Yeah. I don't care that character that that is, but that's a way you solve that issue, right? Like you have to think about the game yeah. like that. Yeah, Scion. <laughs> yeah, Scion. Or and, and another thing I wanted to highlight is like playing the game as playing top lane as Fiora is so different from almost any other character in the game, bar like maybe Camille Aurelia, who yeah. are you know pretty difficult champions to uh, mm -hmm. to, to pilot. So it, if you're looking for something that is different from Fiora top lane. You know, give Tom Kench a shot. Give yeah. Darius a shot. G Garen, Quinn. Like, there's so many different ways to 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 play top lane um, mm -hmm. that isn't Fiora. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I, and so, like, one of those you mentioned there is Quinn, which, like, in response to the particular comment of like, if you leave, if you roam and get nothing out of it, you're fucked. You know, you're down a level or two. It's like Quinn is a much better character at roaming than Fiora mm -hmm. because she runs at 8 million miles an hour and is back to lane before you've cleared the first wave. Yeah. Like, and, so is Teleport and, Shen. <laughs> mm -hmm, teleport Shen is another one. Like, there are other things. Um, you know, in, in top lane, I, there's still tons of like different dynamics, but it's like, if I, if I came up to you, Nick, and I said, you know what? I hate playing support. Because all I can do is play shield and heal characters, and I can't start fights, and I have no agency, and all I can do is babysit my AD carry. And you tell me, no. Hey, you coward, play Leona. <laughs> you can play Leona, right? Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's an entirely different game now in the same role, and, you know, that's probably the, the furthest gap you're going to see is between, like, an Enchantress support yeah, I think support's and, and an engaged tank. Mm -hmm. But, you know... Yeah, the way you play Fiora versus how you might play a Tom Kench top versus an Urgot or, you know, a Gangplank, like, very different. So yeah. hopefully any one of those many options will work well for you, and uh, at the very least you'll you'll find a, a new way to enjoy the game. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Brawler. Yeah. Uh, next email from Skadoosh. What is up, League Casters? It's my first season playing League and my first time emailing you. I have a question about getting the first dragon. I've enjoyed playing jungle a lot in my first season. It's been a fun way of learning uh, early game macro and having lots of agency while also learning a bunch of different types of champions. I'm interested to hear your thoughts on when you should or shouldn't try to take the first dragon. I've lost count uh, of the number of times I've pulled off a good gank in bot or mid. Uh, with one or more kills, and then started to take the dragon with the priority I've created. But before we finish it, their team respawns, rushes the dragon at full health with a fresh item, and either kills me and my teammates or just forces us off. Or if the enemy jungler has half a brain, he respawns, runs straight to my top jungle, and steals my second round of camps, putting me uh, way behind in gold and EXP. 
With death timers being so short early in the game, having the first drake spawn at 5 minutes, it honestly feels like a little bit of a bait by the developers sometimes. Why put it there so early when you know junglers and bot laners can't resist making stupid early dragon calls? On the other hand, I've also gotten flamed for giving up a free drag when I think it's safer to back and take my next round of camps. I like to play strong early dueling junglers like Rengar, Warwick, and Wukong, also Rek'Sai, uh, and I'm used to being able to force early objectives, but I've been wondering when it's the right call to just let the first drag sit for a few minutes so that I can farm, gank, or counter jungle instead. I'm fine with falling behind in my camps as a jungler if getting the earliest possible dragon soul for my team is a uh, applicable win condition, but I'm having a hard time knowing when to prioritize that. Is there a certain type of jungler or team comp that uh, rewards getting an early dragon soul more than others. I'd love to hear your thoughts and appreciate taking time to read emails like this. You always demonstrate great community building, which brings a lot of value to the scene. Congrats on hitting 500 episodes. Uh, he says, I have crafted this email specifically to be neither too short nor too long, so I hope it is to your liking. Scadoosh. Um, Thanks for the email. Yeah, thank you. Uh, short answer is everything, everything, everything depends on that particular game and instance. Yeah. Um, so as the one who's played the most jungle out of all of us, I mean, some factors to consider, it, it, you know, I, I think one of the, you know, the, the quick ones to look at are, you know, what kind of vision and priority do you have? So if you're going for this dragon, do I know that it is or isn't warded? Will I be able to see them with my own wards if they start approaching the dragon? That's a big one. You know, if a brawl comes out, is their bot lane going to show up first? Is ours going to show up first? Is their bot lane dead? Um, how long will it take us to kill the dragon? If I'm playing Fiddlesticks, I'm not taking early dragons because Fiddlesticks is slow yeah. as fuck. Now, if I happen to have a you know, bot lane that will shred through that thing and we get two kills, yeah, maybe I will. Um there's tons of factors to consider, you know, when are your camps respawning, who's the enemy jungler, how fast could they get into your jungle and clear them if they were to try and counter jungle, if they come back, can you keep them off of it, or are you going to still secure the dragon, you know, is bot lane in a spot where that if they don't push, they're going to get fucked over if they come right to dragon, uh, there's, there's so many factors, I, I would say, I mean... If you get a good gank bottom, try and get them to come with you. And if they don't follow, then maybe just give up on it and recall. Um, or, you you know, there are certain characters who can just rip through the dragon. Like, you say you play Warwick. He's a pretty good one to solo it fairly quickly mm -hmm. uh, and takes it well with his team. Shivana and Vi kill dragons so fast. Um whereas you know yeah if i'm if i'm playing fiddlesticks or, or zach as a jungle i play a lot of like that's going to take me a year mm -hmm. uh Kha'Zix, after level six though i can sneak a dragon pretty quickly on my own um so it, a, a lot to look at there um and as always it's it's a very hard assessment of is this you know is taking the time to do this worth more then that time is going to be, you know, if, if I used it elsewhere. So, you know, is that 30 seconds at Dragon worth more than taking my full top rotation? You know, is it worth 
losing my whole top rotation if they counter jungle me. You know, there, there's there's a lot of the, to mm-hmm. look at there, and that's what makes jungle difficult, and that's what makes jungle fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least yep. in my opinion. Oh yeah, and the the hard thing is that yeah, it depends on every single game. Um, as you play more, you'll you'll get a better feel for like, oh, okay, I can do this now, or uh, I there's no way mm-hmm. I can do this right now. And your team's response plays a big factor in that, too. There have been many, many, many times where I've been like, okay, we're taking a dragon, and I just start the dragon, Mm -hmm. and they never come, and then their jungler respawns and kills me, because if they had been there, that dragon would have been dead 10 seconds ago, and my recall would have been complete. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't come, I kept forcing it, and at a certain point, you know, that dragon that was the right call in my mind... I have to either abandon it or have just never started it because they won't follow. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that always sucks. Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks, Kiddush. And uh, hey, good luck with those dragons. Next, and fi- oh, sorry, our penultimate email is from The Laughing Runner. Uh, first of all, I will do my non-apology for the perfect size, height, weight, uh, sorry, size, height, width, and girth of my email at the very start. Congrats on the 500. That was a very fun episode and made me go back and uh, look for the other highlights mentioned. I am a longtime listener, first-time writer. Normally, I listen to you guys on my 5K runs to help me uh, from the grasps of obesity. But I do think the other athletes think I uh, think I'm strange as now and then I burst out laughing from your content in the middle of the running track. And man, I have a laugh I have a loud laugh. Oh, geez. Um, I wanted to raise a point to all people that feel bad about their rank. Look at the stats below. So you provided a rank distribution, um, and I'll just run through it real quick. 2.3% of iron uh, uh, of players are in iron. 21% of players are in bronze. 38% of all players are in silver. Uh, 27% of all players are in gold. 9.3% of all players are in plat. Diamond, 1.6%. Master, uh, less than 0.1%, and Grandmaster, uh, 0.03%. Um, so a very tiny portion, you know, uh, just about 10% are plat and higher. Um, this is a population by rank, and as we can see, it is much harder to be iron than it is to be a gold scrub or a plat noob. No offense, dear sir. Uh, who could that be directed towards? Even bronze <laughs> is much rarer than silver or gold. So to all you souls in bronze and iron, own this shit. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. For as much as we would try, it is a skill to be in there of its own. I envy uh, people there as they play the game the way it should be played. To have fun and have a laugh. Anyway, disclaimer, this is not a post to bring people down, but rather lift them up in their own special way. Best of luck on the Rift and in the cast of The Laughing Runner. Yeah, I think that's a good perspective to have is like, such a small portion of the community is your rank like fucking own that shit man that's awesome yeah yeah and i again we were all started at the bottom in bronze when that was the bottom and not a single one of us hit silver for the first time and said well it's just it's just silver it's nothing and like hit gold for the first time and said no i was so fucking gold is dog shit yeah i'm so fucking excited every time i reached a new rank yeah yeah and like like we we joke about colton right like colton obviously like colton's been a diamond player every single year and right now he's the lowest he's ever been and he's plat three and we like we meme on him a little bit but he's still top five percent of players yeah (laughs) like like, like, i don't know man like like colton's top five percent like and that's 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 insane like that's really really high 
I'm almost top 10k, and I'm fucking super excited about that. Even though, yeah. if you ask any like streamer, like D2 is dog shit, you know? Yeah, I, yeah. I get into games like sometimes I'll get into a game that's like mid mastery. Like th- most people are 300 points, they'll be like, "Why the fuck are like these shitter low elo mastery yeah. players in my game?" I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I'm not trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Master okay. tier being. Less than 0.1% of the entire player base. Yeah, I'm top 3,000. I'm po- 0. <laughs> yeah, 0.016. Like, and they're like top 1,500. <laughs> yeah, know. and they're like, wow, what fucking dog shit players. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Very weird. It's a good comparison, though. I do appreciate it. Uh, laughing yeah, runner. Thank Absolutely. You. And for the final email of the show, an exquisitely <laughs> crafted piece of literature by our You're going to be able Aaron. to get through this one? Yeah, I'll try. Hello, cast of League Cast Podcast. What do you think are the most busted champions in Earth? Hey, Colton, can I buy you lunch sometime? You're kind of cute. No, um, that's not what it says. Read it properly. Colton, can I buy you lunch sometime? You seem kind of cute. You seem. You're not. He didn't I, say you are kind of yeah. cute. You he didn't say you seem. There's a My possibility bad. that you meet Colton for lunch and you're like, oh, oh, oh well, yikes. <laughs> Aaron, if you, if you want to confirm that I am or am not cute in your opinion, uh, twitch.tv slash blue basket, you can see what I look like. No, don't tell him that. Aiden's going to cut no. that. You got to buy him lunch. Yeah. Um, and if you're if you're around the Dallas area, I'd be I'd be happy to meet up with you for lunch. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. I think I'm kind of cute. But what awesome, do you guys think are the most busted champions in Earth? That's the real question. Uh, I'm gonna go back to a little classic, um, a certified classic, Gragas. Uh, I think he's one of the most fun. <laughs> Uh, uh, characters in the game uh, because you can essentially stun lock someone with your E. I think there's like last time I think I played it there was like 0.4 seconds of of action. Yeah, it's like uh, okay, you have half a second to cast flash or die, uh, and even then, body slams a dash. So I'll I'll be seeing you shortly. Yeah, if you want actually like just OP shit to like have fun with though, like play Zed mm. or Yumi. Both of them are like actually like not so bad. So. Uh, or play any character and Yumi. Yeah, that's fair. Literally anyone. You can choose the mm-hmm. lowest ranked character, which is Mordekaiser, it looks like. Uh, and play him with... Actually, that's a bad, that's a bad call. <laughs> <with you. laughs> uh, okay, that's the one character. <laughs> Fiddlesticks. And Fiddlesticks Yumi is probably still crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is cra- That is funny. That like, <laughs> That's mm-hmm. literally the one that... You don't you don't play Yumi with Mordekaiser, because if Mordekaiser ults, you're just left off Mordekaiser and you die. <laughs> God, mm-hmm. imagine you take Yumi with you. <laughs> yeah, that would have been crazy, but... Um, yeah, I, I think, like, Ezreal is very good, Zillion is a fun one, Orianna is super fun in Earth. I, I think really any character you like it can be good. There are obviously yeah, some that are more busted. I love playing Garen in Earth just for perpetual spin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of really good busted characters in Earth. I, I think Nick's example of, like, Permastun, Leona's got a near Permastun mm-hmm. as well. Um, there, there are some other characters that, yeah, you just chain lock people down. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Cool. Um, thank you, Aaron. And that'll do it for this episode of Leadcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to send us an email, you can send it to mail at leadcastpodcast.com. Uh, you can just use your regular email address to, to send us a message. Um, or you can send it to us on our website, which is leadcastpodcast.com. 
You can uh, uh, watch us on Twitch at BlueBasket, uh, at LeagueCastFrost, and at KingLardout. Tweet at us at Le- at LeagueCast. On Facebook, we are LeagueCast. Uh, you can join our Discord, discord.gg forward slash LeagueCast. We have a uh, vanity URL, so if you're interested in joining, it's discord.gg forward slash LeagueCast. And mm-hmm. finally, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash LeagueCast. Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 502, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.